0: Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston.
1: And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight's subject is going to be about where do you hold yourself back?
0: And for many of us, that was an early grade, but for the rest of us, that was today sometime. Mm. Holding yourself back is something that we do unconsciously. We don't know that we're doing this, and that is a big clue into it if you can get something to automatically awaken you when you feel that um, a thought has made you uncomfortable and that automatically snaps you awake. And normally that thought, I'm uncomfortable, will put you straight to sleep and then off into whatever permutations come from that. But the idea of being able to wake yourself up, the very backbone of our show, the idea of self-awakening, more or less the point, And so, as to be redundant, we hold ourselves back without knowing that we do it, without consciously knowing it. We are just held back. So how might someone wake themselves up? How might you know that this is, other than that this situation makes me feel uncomfortable, and because I feel uncomfortable, I automatically know that I'm holding myself back. Like all fear is Mm -hmm. fiction. I'm having a fear. This is not worthy of my attention. When I clear the fear then I go on to whatever my next thought is, otherwise you go into that spiral of unconsciousness.
1: Well, there's a lot of science behind that, too, because when we think certain thoughts, we build pathways of neuron connections, and when we give life force to that, they develop more and more connections, and other things that are, that are the opposite of that start fading away. So, when we consciously move our thoughts from one train of thought to another, we are building new pathways and the old ones are going away and we don't fall into those again. But one thing I have found that's very useful, if you look at where in your life you're blocking yourself and uh, it's more useful to look at it as you are on your side, you're doing something for you when you're blocking you, instead of treating you like an enemy that's out to hurt you, then what you've done is you've set up your inner world constructed on a foundation of unsafeness. Mm -hmm. If you look, and this is something I have found over and over and over with everybody that I've worked with over the years, is that if you can go in and say, okay, let's say I'm blocking me, I'm holding myself back from getting that dream job, and if you say, well, I'm holding me back out of love, And that part of me that's doing that is like that Japanese soldier that was on the island that didn't know that the war was over after 25 years Mm because he hadn't gotten the information yet. There's a part of you that's operating under false or outdated information that's holding you back out of love and protection. And so finding that, updating that aspect of you, you move forward freely and you don't have to resist or fight anything.
0: Well, the outdated language that, that is holding us back is very, very common language. That's the thing about it. There's more of it than not. So we've said so many times with assorted words, like the word problem uh, is actually actually means that there's a symptom Mm -hmm. of something else. But if you hear the word problem, you suit up with armor and prepare to go to war. Whereas if the word problem automatically snaps you too, and you say, oh, problem, all right, so this is a symptom of. You would you be that, light years beyond everyone. That language you.
1: codes from your book, the, the yeah. symptom problem thing, yeah. has been probably one of the most profound realizations I got that from from the language codes, for Thank me. Mm-hmm. Because instead of saying, "Oh man, that's a big problem," say that's a symptom, and the mind keeps looking the yes. symptom of what? Right. Oh, this, and it takes you up to those higher realms and those hi- exactly. higher vibrational frequencies yeah. where you find the love in all things. I think it's well, a profound thing. Our,
0: so then one of the things that holds us back is our language, mm-hmm. is the language we think in. And so we have to watch for, as you're saying, words that stop us in our tracks, words that... Now, as soon as you have found the correct answer, as soon as you've found the correct answer, your thought process stops. Because the correct answer is the end of the search, but it's never the end because there is always another correct answer. Mm -hmm. There are an infinite number of correct answers, and in fact, there are no incorrect answers, if we have to apply (laughs) it to thinking like that. So we want to watch for words that halt our process. And so, like the word betrayal, which actually means freedom. Thank you for betraying me because you have set me free. But we, we don't hear the word betrayal or we don't think the word betrayal and associate it with freedom. We associate it with pain. So anything that we associate with pain is a block for us because everyone creates their own pain. It is a given. That's who we are. That's you know a career for some in that sense. But the idea of alerting yourself to the fact that this does not feel good will alert you to the fact that you are creating a block for yourself, Mm -hmm. which is irony itself. And children all know that blocks are to play with. And adults all believe that blocks are horrible, awful, ugly things that creep into their dreams at night and steal their soul. Or, to say it and to not offend a a superstitious mind, uh, come to play with us while we are asleep. And and we give them so much more power than us, which is pure fiction.
1: Well, I you know I I agree. I remember you had an affirmation one time. You wrote on the wall, "All my blocks are lollipops. They all yeah. dissolve," yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Well, I. I have found, just with me, and I think that's a wonderful way of looking at it, and I found with me that looking at them as outdated, uninformed parts of Mm me, loving Mm -hmm. me, then it was like, well, thank you for loving me. Now, let me give you more information on how to love me in a new way that serves me better now. And then there's no enemies calling the calls coming from inside the house anymore because everything is safe in there, even where you are blocking you. There's always a fear of what you would get. And I would suggest this to everybody that's watching. Look in your life where you feel that you're blocking you or that you're being blocked, that you're not getting what it is you truly desire. And then picture having that. As you picture having that, if you haven't manifested that or if it's not something you feel in resonance with manifesting, you, you will feel a fear, a little fear, yeah. something that stops you like, uh... Maybe getting that big promotion, is it because then you'll be working a lot of hours or are are you having a fear that you will fail if you get that and that it's much better to complain about not having it and have that as an option so you don't have to admit that you can't do it? Well, that's when you look at it and always, always without exception, looking at the condition, the symptom, from a loving perspective, loving yourself, and then say, well, why... You know, I am afraid of failing. Why don't mm-hmm. I look at my definition of what failing is and maybe eradicate that from my vocabulary completely? Exactly. And, and that, by doing it that way, you're really looking at the symptom rather than the problem and letting that derail you.
0: Well, we've noticed over the years that you can alert yourself to these words, but if you go unconscious, these words take over your thinking mm-hmm. again. Now, the exact moment at which the block dissolves... Lollipop that it might be, but that exact moment is where the consciousness rises, and where the block is created is where the consciousness has dipped. And uh, while it would be lovely that we all just increase our consciousness and remain there for the rest of whatever the duration, until the universe completely contracts and then completely expands again, to find ourselves sitting here yet for the millionth time in this natural form of breath, there, there's nothing that's an enemy. You know, the, everybody is so uh, fearful that people are upset. This is the most insane thing yet that the human race has come up with. People are now screaming about the idea that the universe will eventually contract again. Well, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, we better, yeah. we better do something, something about that. Any, any, <laughs> any possibility, reality, and yet people are depressed from it. And there are people <laughs> riding the train. You see them going, oh, what's the matter with you? Oh, I can feel that the universe has already begun to... That's the train moving. Already, <laughs> or the person beating their head against the wall, but either way. Uh, I, the world's... The universe is contracting again. Oh, my God. Do they have insurance? Who would I speak to about this? You know, and it's a serious thing that the universe... And I want
1: somebody to be accountable for this. Yes. Some
0: kind of... Um, uh, Hocking. FEMA or something. Uh, Hawking. What's his name? The physicist. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Ho- it's darn you Stephen Hawking's.
1: No, I uh, think it's FEMA's fault.
0: All right, fine. Darn you FEMA. Yeah. There's a song. But at any rate, yeah, this idea, it's insane that there's anything the matter, period, ever. At any time, at any point. It doesn't matter. Oh, my foot fell off. Oh, all right, yeah, and Well, you're right, nothing to it. Go to a support group. Yeah, I'll hobble around. What the heck? Oh, I'll get an artificial foot. Oh, boy, this has turned out to be joy. I placed in track with my artificial foot. Well, damn. Aren't you special? We really got off on
1: a tangent on that one, didn't we? No, no,
0: this is all about the insane blocks that people uh, labor under, like the universe is going to contract at some... And and then... Oh, yes, that's it. uh, The Mayans described when... yeah. That's another whole piece of nonsense of 2012. And people are addicted to having blocks. And well, so the expression blockhead. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So the blockhead. So if we look at, if we look at blocks as fears yeah. and say, okay, there's not an external block blocking me, but it is a fear. And so the block comes to help me keep safe from the fear. Yeah. The idea is not to get dynamite and blow up the block or, oh. or work all this magical stuff to cre- create the block being gone. It's to look at the block lovingly and saying, what have you come here to to bring me, my dear friend? What have you come to protect me from? And then look at that without judgment. The thing right. is, is most people have a very difficult time looking inside at their inner self and that. the the way they really do view the world, because we are so used to being in a constant state of self-judgment and criticalness that no wonder we don't want to go in there, because when we go in there, we're going there with a shaking, pointed finger to to blame and and belame ourselves.
0: I'm upset. I just found a place online to order dynamite. I was going to get rid of all those blocks. Now I have to tell them to cancel the order. I thought you were going to give
1: them to children. Isn't that what you said earlier? (laughs) See, children know what to do with them.
0: Yeah, I'm certain. Uh, The difference between fear and information, as we've said, is the level of consciousness of the perceiver of the information. If you're at a low frequency, it's a fear. If you're at a higher frequency, then it is merely information. And that's our whole point. So then ultimately removing the blocks from your path is to install, install a software package in your human computer uh, that identifies fear and sets off a program that allows you to recognize it as, on your side, as you say, as simply information, as uh, fun. Oh, God, he's gone too far. I'm going to have to change the channel now. How dare you call my fear fun?
1: He's painting decorations on his blocks.
0: Yes, yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, and that's a very he's good thing to do with a block.
1: He's building a staircase with them.
0: Yes. To the higher
1: consciousness. Or heaven. Heaven. Yeah, yes, That was there my you next st- right. statement.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a white room with a knight and all those people. Mm-hmm. Or someone knighted at any rate. The idea of the, the idea of uh, keeping the your consciousness an- an higher. ascension
1: really is stepping up out of the thoughts Mm -hmm. that... um, and another way to look at it is our brain really is compartmental. It's not like one big thing. Our brain evolved compartmentally. That's why we have the primitive brain and the higher brain and various aspects of it. And each one of those thinks differently and, and has different views based on experiences. And what the Buddhists call becoming at one with yourself really is uniting these different perspectives. Anything blocking you is a conflict between different aspects of your thinking. Investigate. Love it. Consider it a wonderful puzzle to solve rather than beating yourself up for not being something that you're not.
0: It's interesting that palmistry reveals this uh, concept of the departmentalized thought form. And there's a specific signature on the palm that would suggest (laughs) that a person uh, has an extremely compartmentalized mind versus someone in which the borders are not nearly so stringent. And there's just different degrees of it on assorted palms. that after a while there's an instinct. And so when you are communicating to someone with a very departmentalized mind, you really have to be careful to um, divide your information into bite-sized pieces for them, small pieces that they can then uh, Mm -hmm. replace together and then form the larger conclusions. Because if you give them the conclusion, they'll shut down and regard it as something that's inaccessible and use words like insane and, and how dare you and, you know, you know all these things that mm-hmm. are indicating they're fearful. <clears throat> so the main, well, I, me- I, oh, go ahead. main method of removing blocks from your life is removing fear from your life along with worry, doubt, and guilt. Uh, But uh, what we've said forever on the program, feared out, worry, and guilt, the distance between the event and a response, Mm -hmm. even a totally negative response to the event, as though there were such a thing, is the amount of feared out, worry, and guilt that separates you from you and your response. Mm -hmm. I agree. So we get rid of these things by realizing they're fiction and the fact that they are presented to us in a costume that fools us
1: Well, I think before we get off on the compartmentalized brain too far, um, it it is a, a, a truth with this. As we grow and as we learn new things and evolve, we are uniting fragmented truth. And the thing is, is when truth is fragmented, they look like lies, they look like incomplete truths, and we all have some of those. Oh yeah. It's the path of us growing up from childhood to adulthood. We can see where, oh, I used to think the ice cream man just appeared out of nowhere. Then we get a bit of information over here. We grow larger than those compartments, like ice cube trays, where the water fills up and goes above it. And we go, oh, okay, the ice cream man doesn't come out of nowhere. He's a man that gets in his truck and drives around. And we start having these larger and larger truths. The thing is, is we are tricked from our external forces and, and internal that there's a time at which we grow up. And we've hit that ceiling and we can no longer grow bigger than our compartmental thinking. And that's when we turn into racist, sexist, ageists and all kinds of ists. Age-ist. Because we are refusing to grow up above because we are deluded in a thinking that we have to stop at some point. But we never grow up. We're always growing though.
0: I went into a compartmental store once someone with a compartmentalized That's when he was, let me it. out of here. No, yeah. he was doing this. Yeah. And then you, uh, one day you may grow up <laughs> to find that you are indeed an ice cream man, which will bring it all back to uh, the universe contracting again. Well, and, most and humans are an ice
1: cream yeah.
0: lot man. So one of our uh, loyal viewers of whom oh, we are this quite fond uh, has actual proof in this photograph that I'm about to show, actual proof that you do watch this program with your third eye. <laughs> we want to thank this. And you're going to say, oh, it's shopped, and we're not denying that. I'm just saying that um, watching this program does open your third eye. It there looks we like go. he's
1: got a third throat and a double chin. That's a true double
0: chin. That's right. a bi-chin, yes. Yeah. And uh, just uh, while I'm going through the file, if you're done with this, we are uh, at this particular I'm moment the Mayan in sig-
1: time, signature for the day.
0: Yeah, our Mayan signature for the day is?
1: 5. Kauak. Kauak is the thunder being, and kawak reminds us that there are times that we can command the universe by our voice, and that we can speak up and have our truth. And this cat is a, acts as a catalyst for others as well. Whenever you speak up and have your truth, other people feel it's okay for them to do it. And so you really do change the world by being who you are.
0: You know, I had some garlic on a bagel with cream cheese, and I'll tell you, after that, I was a thunder being.
1: (laughs) Oh, my. That explained the rumbling that was happening. (laughs) I thought it was an earthquake out
0: out in the God-bowling, as they say, wherever they say things like that. And I am power in order to catalyze commanding energy. Matrix is self-generation with the overtone of radiance.
1: You know, that really does fit in. It's about taking charge because the the five-tone is about taking command. Yeah. And we all have the power to take command. Don't run scared in your own mind and in your own heart and consciousness by running from your own criticism. Ultimately, bottom line, I went to the Buddhist temple recently and mm-hmm. I, I went into a deep meditation and I was told that ultimately the bottom line is fear of not being loved. And that's everything that drives mm-hmm. us away from ourselves. So commit right now, say to yourself that you love you and that you will love you unconditionally forever and ever and ever.
0: Because that's the thing, Mm -hmm. is that
1: we are afraid we will stop loving us. Mm -hmm. And how we stop loving us is when we give validity to the external things that mirror back what we feel about ourselves.
0: Yeah, as we've said on the show, uh, love is, and, and this is something I would like, um, I'm in three places. I'll come back. Oh, a- everything like is um, love. Everything is love. It is a matter of recognizing it. As a, and the word is naive child. That is the insult from the adult, as though there were an insult. Uh, a child that loves everything, and that is any child there is. It makes no difference the child. This is who we are when we first come here, because that's where we're coming from, where everything is recognizably love. Okay. Were we to respond lovingly to all things that happen, we would immediately be the most powerful human being on earth. We would be indefeatable, indefatigable, whatever word you want to put in there, but we would be quite something, Mm -hmm. to say the very least. So then this leads us to the process of recognizing whatever that is as a form of love. Mm -hmm. So as I... um, Written the pardon me the idea that the person that shot me to death, I don't forgive him because he never did anything to be forgiven for. I love him uh, because he was doing precisely as I had requested, and that was him shooting me. Is indeed a form of love, and in on, that
1: on some level. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, but to bring it to our to rid ourselves of all blocks, the more. Rapidly, we can recognize the distance between the event and our recognition of it as a form of love. That distance, feared and guilt. That distance doesn't have to be there. Has to okay. So the minute we can, at this point, right here and now, recognize that that person on the TV, hi, that's us. Hello, on the on the TV is actually being loving, even though we might not look that way. To okay and then that that person next to you regardless of uh, what they are doing is actually being loving that we can recognize everything everywhere all the time as love would engender a world of fearlessness of, of guilt free, of worry free, of doubt free, fear free, isn't that a name fear free? At any rate this idea that the sooner, the less distance between us in recognizing whatever the stimulation is as love. Well, he, he did something absolutely unconscionable. There were no conscious involved in it at any point. Yes, so that was an act of love. And the very easy example, whatever happens in front of a small child, that child regards that as love because we're at that point forming our new relationship with love, the reason for incarnating. Mm -hmm. Okay, and whatever that might be, you know, one parent insulting or deriding the other parent, that looks like love to the kid. And so they grow up with that idea.
1: Oh, I agree with that completely. And uh, in consciously creating, which is where we go and look at some of those beliefs, it's amazing what we will do to keep our life normal even if that normal is not what we wish. Ah. And this is another good reason to go and say, okay, where in my life am I blocked? A- and it can look like other people blocking you, but it is oh, you.
0: it's never It other is you.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how many times we put ourselves into mm-hmm. positions, and we've all seen this with people. Um, someone's in a place because then they can feel like, okay, this is outside of my control. Somebody else is causing me to be stuck here. So now I can blame someone else and I don't really have to look internally. The thing is, is if we look at what we are withholding from ourselves, we're going to get so much insight,
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: much insight that we can do something about.
0: Yeah. I've had a lifetime habit of um, actually self-mutilation. I've cut off my fingernails again and (laughs) and again and again. And that's the form of love because if I had actually 27 inch fingernails at this point and
1: it'd be mighty creepy, Neville. I wouldn't be sitting next right. to you. And, and
0: then that, that can be deadly because I knew somebody that did that once and they'd forgotten when to pick their nose and they was just gone like that. Lobotomy? <laughs> ah, he would have been happy with a lobotomy. That was a total cranial. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, geez.
1: That is funny. That that really is Not funny. Not compared to actually seeing it
0: done. And that yep, will be on your YouTube. Hair too. at. <laughs> We'll release that tape much later, around 2040, but still, uh, it'll take me that long to grow my fingernails and put an end to myself that way, but nonetheless, okay. Uh, So let's have some call-ins then if you're in the mood and uh, ask us questions because we have so much to say.
1: I think it would be a good idea if people would call in and and say where they are blocked in their life and we could assist you to find... What is that? What is the real love Biting. behind blocking yourself, yeah. and then that makes the block go away? So often we're just looking for recognition of our own love.
0: Ah, you could recognize that.
1: But it's funny all this stuff that we go through, tempting to win the wind over the the good-looking guy or girl or this job. All these things that we put ourselves through, and the things we sell ourselves out for. All in the end is to get us to love and approve of ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. We can
1: do that right now. You can do that right from the chair you're sitting in right now. Decide you're going to approve of yourself, even if it doesn't measure up to some subjective view of an objective reality.
0: And we have our call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
1: Hi, Mary. Hi,
2: Neville. It's Donna. Hey, Donna. Donna. All right. Devil, your hair looks great. Mary, you look great. Thank well, you. I thank you. It's good to hear from Maddie's, you. Thanks. It's I've been busting a lot of blocks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Angel's realm is up and running. Oh, great! And I just wanted to say hi. Um, I hope that you guys can join me down in Sperryville soon. Yes, we'd love to. Wonderful. Give,
1: yeah, give us a call. We'll head 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 out.
0: Yeah, sounds like fun. mm
1: -hmm. And then when
2: you pull cards, just do one for me if you remember.
1: Okay. Thanks,
0: guys. Uh, Thanks.
1: It's good to hear from you. Bye. -bye. Okay. Neville says to go ahead and do this for Donna now while we're thinking of it, and then Mm -hmm. we'll. Well, remember when when you pull the uh, when I do the cards, apply this to your life, everybody. It's not just about Donna, Um, even though these are cards I pulled for Donna. Okay, the outsider, this is a child thinking he needs some kind of key to get somewhere. And this might have been the whole build-up to to you starting your your angel's realm and various things. It's like, how do I get going? But I really feel that was your opinion, your view of yourself and your self-love. And that you fought with that force, that thing that held you back to keep you safe. And that you got to the place where you realized, I can't do that anymore, the armor does not let my love flow out and the love to flow back in, so I'm gonna let it go and just open up and be trusting of the moment. And this is what it's telling you to continue doing. Just trust the path that you're on. There's something really big coming up as far as a stepping stone, so pay attention, which I know you will. But this is um, an opportunity, and it feels like a man or something, and I see a big truck. So that may talk about, I don't think it's a move or a relocate, but. They're unloading something off the truck, some kind of a, a partnership that might be a really good one. So I just keep yeah, my excellent. eyes open yeah. and my hands open.
0: Let me just take a minute sure. to talk about the latest book has come out, which is the Self-Empowerment Protocols, which, uh, and it's a subtitled uh, New Paradigms for Our New Civilization, and that alone would be the hour, talking about the advanced civilization that we're beginning to build here on the Earth. And what is it in particular that any of us might uh, care to do uh, related to uh, assisting in the development? And that will, of course, for all of us, no matter who we are, be about our own uh, self-empowerment, our own Mm -hmm. self-development, working on us. We would love to believe that there are other people out there, and that is true, Mm -hmm. and uh, that uh, we'd also love to blame them for everything that's the matter with us and, while well, mom and dad have retired so many years ago that that's not really, not really the people, so then we'll have to find others, uh, surrogate moms and dads, to then blame for anything we don't like about ourselves. And that's just going to go nowhere. We have to acknowledge that everything that ever happened in our life was our idea and that if we can own that, then we can be in charge of it. And if we cannot own that, then it is in charge of us. And there are your blocks back. We sent them away, and now they're back. And now uh, we'll send them away again.
1: Okay. Well, one, one thing that I have found that um, this idea of blaming, and I Blame know I, a me. lot of traditional psychology and psychiatry was about blaming parents and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't agree with blaming the parents, but I think it's very important to look back at your life and what you lived as a child and look at it very neutrally saying this was the program that i lived that mm-hmm. operated within and this yeah. is the program i think people get lost in either the anger and the blame aspect yeah. or the idea that they have to forgive everybody mm-hmm. and that it totally bypasses the neutral looking uh, at the program yes. so it can be dealt with so yeah. blame self and others just really doesn't work yeah. so look at it with a Objective, and the other ice. thing we have a that call?
0: we could, yeah, the other thing that we could really, really do is recognize that we are capable of change because people just, oh, oh good one, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, that's the way it was, and there's nothing I can do about it now. <laughs> you know, phew, it's never too late to
1: have a good childhood. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good point. We have hi, call? caller. What's your name, please?
1: Um, hi.
2: This
0: is
1: Neha calling. Hi,
2: Neha. Neha. How Neha. are you? Hey. How are you? Good. Good. Um, you know, I wanted to um, ask about Orbs. orbs. What are uh-huh. orbs? are they conscious and also on the on that same line is it possible to have a conscious entity that is independent of a body and is that what an orb is and then on uh, i was also wondering if you've seen the movie avatar and what your thoughts are on that
1: we have not seen Uh, avatar but we will you have to see it it's it's amazing. Yeah, I heard, I heard yeah. It, a lot of people say it was a life-changing type movie, yeah, so we will get own, to seeing that.
0: Be Your Own Avatar. It could
1: be, uh, it could be viewed totally
2: spiritually. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now, about whether or not orbs are conscious, could you please list things that are not conscious?
1: A rock? George Bush? No. Oh, excuse me.
0: No. The rock is <laughs> I perfectly said rock, conscious. I'm sorry,
1: I didn't mean to bring politics. It was let just me, a joke.
0: Yeah, let me make it a little easier then. Let me just say that atoms are conscious things. Okay, so therefore you can deduce without any real well, uh, strain that all thi- everything is conscious. Well,
1: let me just tell you this, because I te- in Psychic Development Part sure. 4, we do spirit photography where we harmonize the camera to get certain psychic phenomenon uh, show up on the camera. And Mm -hmm. um, every time I modify how we do that a little bit, and the last time we got some amazing things. But in a number of different classes, and yes, there are um, artifacts or, or camera effects that happen. One is a rainbow, like when you hit light a certain way. And there are things that are shaped like orbs that are camera features. But orbs themselves, I, and this is from my research, and, and the jury's not in yet because I, there's more information to be Where had. Where is that jury? But I had two people in the class take a picture of a tree, and each of them got the same orb on two different cameras. So the odds of a piece of dust showing up when you f- take one picture and then that second later doing that. And, not even moving the camera, and it's in a different place or not there at all, and two people getting the same things. I really feel there is something to this, Mm -hmm. and how you can call them, and I have seen them not on tape or not on a camera before. And here is my theory, is that they can and and probably are a consciousness, either somebody um, astral traveling or a spirit entity or a past Mm -hmm. life superimposition, a bleed through, so to speak, with time stacked on top of each other in one location. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did see a, um, a family from the 1800s and then took a picture and there were six orbs sitting around this table. Mm-hmm. So I think it varies, it varies greatly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes it's energy, collective, angelic energy mm-hmm. or spirit guide energy that comes around certain events.
0: Yeah, I'm quite certain a human being is capable of uh, generating or engendering an orb, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. That right now I, I can think of someone maybe. in California that I may or may not know. And since I can think of someone I know in California and see what they're doing very clearly, uh, then there may be a faculty of my mind that has generated an orb looking at Todd sitting there. Um,
1: That's exactly my point. Yeah, I, yeah I feel, I'm just agreeing yeah, with you. No, no but I'm, and, I'm agreeing
0: with you too. And another aspect of it is that the idea of orbs may indeed be uh, an ensouled species of being that is... Galactic that is looking at scenes on
1: that could be too all,
0: yeah yeah so mm-hmm. there are a number of things but what they are not is unconscious true and um,
1: and I and I think of it more if you if you see the strobe effect when mm-hmm. when you're doing a strobe light well the shutter speed captures a vibration and makes it look like an orb. It's not always necessarily that the spirit is taking that form other than that. Like if you were to see a materialization of that, it may look completely different than the orb. But the orb is the effect of the relationship of the camera snapping, the light, and the vibration that it hit
0: Mm -hmm. that was different
1: than the vibration around it.
0: So you're picking up good vibrations? Good, good, good. good Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
1: Hey, Marion Neville, this is Jay
2: Kai. How are you doing? Yeah, good. good. How about you? Doing great. I just thought I'd give a call in, and um, you were talking about blocks earlier. I had a question I thought that just came to me. You know, there are times when we actually place intentional blocks in our life. Like, oh, yeah. a lot of um, talk or thought about uh, protection and protecting yourself and placing those blocks. So I was just going to ask a quick question what your thoughts were on that, and if there's a, if, you know, that impacts us or that kind of builds on our blocks.
1: Now, let me ask you, you mean um, the blocks that we're consciously placing rather than unconsciously?
2: Right, yeah. Okay. So, I'm actually going to hang up if that's okay, but I also was going to ask if um, later on when you are at your point to do reading.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, the idea of placing a block is um, Uh, If you study martial arts, really rather necessary at times when uh, this force is coming at you, and as a martial artist, then you have uh, many, many techniques by which you may cause the energy of that bolt coming at you to be deflected. So, of course, we're going to throw blocks, but I still maintain that the most powerful person on Earth, therefore the most loving person on Earth, you really could not strike someone like that. Well, it's a... F- you know, it would just not be... It just wouldn't happen. There'd be no possibility of that magnetism occurring. Mm-hmm. So
1: Well, it is a form of resistance to, yeah. to put up a block. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. There are those times where that seems like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when I was younger, I felt like whenever I would block something and block whether you're conscious or unconscious, is always a fear to protect you from something. Yeah. And that is always based on a paradigm that there's, it's a dangerous universe somehow. Mm-hmm. But I, something I did, and I don't remember where I got it or if I just thought it up or something. I was in my early 20s, and I imagined, because I'd read the Seth books around then, and um, Seth talked about nothing being solid, uh, which now everybody's talking about, but Jane Roberts had written that in her books years ago, mm-hmm. and that you could move right through it. So I would imagine anything that was fearful to me, me expanding the atoms in my body and letting it pass through. Uh, so blocks feel are based on an idea mm-hmm. that there's something that could penetrate you of, yeah. and knock you over, and so that's when you become more allowing and more or less resistant.
0: Well, George Washington grew great fame uh, owing to the fact that after a battle, there would be bullet holes in his clothing, but he would be untouched. And I don't think he said, oh, that one just missed me or things like that, but it managed to engender a far bigger picture of George Washington. Uh, but yet then we've heard stories from the Vietnamese war, Vietnam War, where um, the war with the Vietnamese, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> where, where people have um, said that bullets had passed through them uh, and their uniforms had holes in them without their. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That happens. That happens a lot. I, mm-hmm. And it's a matter of uh, just transcending, yeah.
0: And we have our next caller, Sequel of trans- Transcending, speaking mm-hmm. of. Hi, caller. What's your name or number?
2: Hi, Mary Neville. This is Micah. How are you? Hey, Micah. great. Good. How are you? i'm doing fine thank you excellent i had a dream i wanted to see if i could get your feedback on it because i'm not sure if it pertains to tonight's topic of blocks or perhaps an awakening Mm -hmm. but i dreamt that it was about three or four in the morning when it's just beginning to get light out and i was lying in bed i did not recognize the room i was in um but i as i became aware of the light in the room and the fact that it was morning i looked down and you know how you when you have a cat sometimes they sleep on your chest and they mm-hmm. kind of intuitively know when you're going to wake up. Yeah. I had a snake on my chest, a black oh. snake coiled, and it was, seemed to be resting. I don't know if it was sleeping, but it seemed to be waiting for me to wake up. And as soon as I looked at it, it raised its head and acknowledged me, and I immediately, I'm not sure why, took my hands and just tried to grab it, like I, w- I wanted to hold it to me, and then I actually woke up. Wow. I have no no idea
1: what that means. Well, first of all, waking up in the dream in another room says that you are exploring, that you've come outside of a certain realm, particularly in the multidimensional realms, and that you're finding your rest in it and you're waking up in a higher consciousness. And the snake is there as a healing transformative thing, particularly black snakes because it talks about the void and the potential that's in there yeah, what snakes there are used to be? represent healing yeah. and transcendence and transmutation. Okay. Have well, you been
0: one question, how did the snake acknowledge you?
1: It it felt
2: it felt like it would with your if your pet was sleeping on your chest, like you know when you're you're napping. Yeah, and the, and the the cat's kind of waiting for you to wake up, and so when you do wake up, it looks to you like, are we getting up now, are you going to feed me, or... So it kind of <laughs> lifted its head and looked at me, but I don't know why I, I clamped my hands down like I wanted to hold it to me, but then because I actually woke up, I, you know, I, I do Oh, know
0: it was dear and precious is why you wanted to hold well, to it Well, I think
1: what it was is you were um, coming back into the physical, this, this kind of dimensional reality, and you wanted to bring that back because this is a totem of yours okay. on, on, a, on that plane of existence and you didn't want to leave the ground you had gained, so to speak. You wanted to find out more what it was about. Okay.
0: Right. And we, the human race, in our um, individuality, uh, manage to uh, chop up reality by virtue of thinking. As soon as you're thinking, you're snipping pieces of reality off. And uh, what the animals have that um, is the reason that they can know we're about to awaken is that the animal has not lost touch with the connectedness of all things. Now, as evolving human beings, and that is who we are, we will be able to hold in the same mind at the same time uh, both the connectedness of all things and thinking because they are exclusive of each other the way we are now. But in the advanced society that we're building, our kindergartners will at the same time be able to say, um, I see how the room likes what I just did. At the same time, they can say that my friend over there does not care for what I did and that both answers are correct and that I am harmonious with both answers being... Yeah, that's a a good example. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, I was just going to ask... um, have you started any new yoga practice or anything like that? I have. Uh, I, for some reason, I just got it like it was connected to something like that and that whatever you're doing with that is is opening some things and it might be um, th- like that's your guide in this new territory mm-hmm. and then maybe doing some old emotion and heart healing yeah. and even lung healing. Yeah. Maybe um, from the past. I'm meditating and more And owing now. to Whoa. the
0: fact that the...
1: Uh, Did you say something?
2: I just, I said I was also meditating more, trying to meditate more.
0: Oh, yeah, excellent. Ah. Yeah. The fact that the snake, which is in a coil, which is the spiral mm-hmm. that all things exist mm-hmm. in, uh, was over the heart chakra, as I'm sure you, you were pointing out, mm-hmm. but heart and lungs both, and that's where the transmutation is yep. occurring. Okay. Heart and lungs, yep. yeah, very yep. well done. Thank you yep. both very much. And right. I have the oddest feeling...
1: Ah. Well, thank you, Micah. That was yeah. a, a wonderful call. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Mm. Thank
0: you. Yeah. yeah. We shall see shortly. The oddest feeling that the duck is on its way. I don't know what will give yeah, me We had all like kinds that. of
1: new duck jokes earlier, rather than oh, stand on duck. the duck tape to do the duck. And yeah.
0: I do have a joke. Long, uh, How about we'll right after the right duck? Right after so so the duck, yeah. and then we'll go into the cards. Okay. Remind me to do it, Jay.
1: Sisterhood and brotherhood. Uh-huh. How about if we just no, call good. it peoplehood.
0: And purpose. Okay. And at the moment, my Thank purpose you. is to tell this joke, which is secondhand <laughs> joke. <laughs> okay. But nonetheless, uh, the census, as you're aware, the census is going on, and they've already begun turning their findings over to statisticians. And owing to the wonderful thought form that statisticians have, the idea of statistics, they have come to the conclusion that the average human being indeed has one testicle. And so is the beauty of statistics. And I would add to it that not only does the average person have one testicle, they also have one ovary. Okay. Where's my snare drum? Yes. Where's my snare? What? What was that? Snare drum. (laughs) We have a call. We have a snare drum. Let me do Jay. Jay, pull a couple cards and go go ahead. Go ahead. Take the call in a second. I will go real quick here. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Or just
1: tell her to hold on, or tell him to hold on.
0: Yeah, hold hold on for a second. We'll I mean, get through in she one can moment, stay on the line and we're or going whatever. to do a reading okay, for Jay.
1: Okay, Jay. Okay. Um, the first card is guilt. I feel like you've really walked through that doorway and have gotten through a lot of how you the things that used to hold you back, the guilt that hold, held you back, and then the what that did is allowed you to be who you really are, to come out of this illusion of having to be something that you're not, like the sheep, and that's leading to great success. I feel this is a reading of great encouragement to keep on the path that you're going on. And I I know there's Tiger there and there's some connection to Tiger and Tank, but I keep seeing a a gas station or oil or something like that. I don't know if you have any kind of connection with that, but I would ponder it. It feels like a good thing. Yeah, I got opening
0: of Third Eye through Tiger Eye. came through there. And let's do our caller. What's your name, please? Jim or James. Hey, James. Jim or James?
1: Still debating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jimmy James. It's yeah. good. Yeah.
1: It's a formal version and then a less formal. Well, how are you doing? What can we do for you tonight?
2: Uh, I was curious about Neville's new book and where to acquire that. And
0: Oh, um, it's on the uh, author house. We really haven't put it on the credits yet. You can get it. Uh, From Neville
1: for, at Ruby Tuesdays.
0: Right. That's true. You can get it this evening if you're out about. Also, you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Author House. who's the publisher. Oh, uh, Barnes & Noble it? is, I mean, uh, Amazon's probably your connection. Yeah, I looked at last community. week
2: when I first saw you, had it out there, didn't see
1: it. Uh, yeah, uh, it probably wasn't there. It probably isn't up quite yet. It just got published, right? Yeah. So you might want to give it a bit of time. Um, I'm going to add it to our website, too, so that people can get to it and figure out how to do it.
0: Yeah, and if anyone's in the neighborhood, you can stop in at Ruby Tuesdays tonight, and I'd be very happy to uh, do the deal and autograph it for you, et cetera, et cetera, and stuff like that there. Well, thank you. I'm sure you'll
1: enjoy his book very much.
0: Yeah, it's fun.
1: Okay, great. Do we have another call?
0: We have our next call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Oh. Oh. Hi. Hi. It's me and the TV. Wave. Hi.
1: Hello. Did we get cut off? Oh, we cut off? one. If you got cut off, please call back. Yeah. And if there's somebody else waiting, we'll get through the callers mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. I know sometimes a button
0: happiness. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
1: Hi. My name is Anna.
0: Anna.
2: And, yes, how are you? (laughs) Good. Hey, what can I do for you? Um, Basically, last week someone had called and they asked for a reading that someone passed away. And I would like to do the same. Um, My mom passed away almost two years ago, and I wanted to
1: know how she's doing, uh, if that's possible. Uh, Yeah, we can pull some cards and see if we hear from her. What's her first name? Uh, Maria. Okay. What I can do, um, I usually don't do that on on this kind of a reading, although there's no reason that I can't. Um, I'll just tell you some impressions I'm getting, and you can uh, see if these resonate. Um, Although I'm I'm just getting that I need a little bit more time to do that than these, these do. So let's just do it through the cards. The first thing, one thing that she is saying is, especially along the lines of the postponement, that she's saying to not put off those things that you've been wanting to do waiting for the day that somebody's going to invite you to do it or the universe is going to say come and do it like those engraved um, invitations and that it's really time to set some old things down and start walking forward in the new new way and the sorrow card is to not be sad anymore and a lot of people recognize that when we pass we go into a much more expansive state and there isn't the same degree of sorrow as other people and I feel that's one thing that she wants to communicate is not to be sad, people not to be sad. Always people when they get to spirit they want everyone to be happy but I feel like there's advice to you to not put off doing something that you really want to do and not be afraid and not, not assume that it's not going to work out because the history has told you that say no i'm going to boldly walk forward and clearing out some of the older things i've never heard or felt anybody to say that they weren't happy when they get into spirit i've never had that experience everyone is always happy and the main thing is is that people worry about people in in the physical life Mm -hmm. and i i would say that um i do sense your mother around and that she probably does want to speak. So maybe if you want to give me a call at home, since we have so many callers, I think that would take me probably another three or four minutes to, to pull some more yeah, information easily. through. Yeah,
0: okay. okay. So let's go on to our next okay. caller. Um, hi, caller, what's your name? Speaking as a person who's been dead, it is true. The other side is not what people think it is. Yeah. In the advanced world, death will be uh, a joy for all as it is in Ireland. Hi, caller, what's your name, please?
2: Neville, Mary, this is Carrie. Hi,
1: hey. Carrie, how are you? What can we Good. do for you?
2: Okay, I have a question about this blog that you guys were talking about tonight. Okay. And I have actually a metaphor to give you as an example. Um, can we bring into this life blogs from previous lives? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. For example, you come to this life. everybody enjoys ice cream, but for some reason you don't, but you have no trauma with ice cream, so you think, and if that's the case, how can we get those blocks out? Do we have to do some life regression or something?
0: That is a very good way to approach it, to see why the block is there from the past life that all blocks are going to turn out to be. That would be a good idea to I, do to go into past yes, life. Yes, I,
1: I, I definitely agree with that because knowing about it erases it. Yeah. You don't even have to do anything about it because to me it's like saying, oh, Well, there's nothing in this life. I mean, it really firmly delineates it as being something separate.
0: From another time. Yeah. And they all turn out to be lessons. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is a matter of when we get around to uh, remembering Mm -hmm. the lesson. It is that simple. And we have our next caller. I see we're very busy this evening. I want to thank you. Uh, We'd love to hear from you again. So we have our... And what Okay, good. All right. Um, Hi, caller. What's your name, please? I knew I had my line in there somewhere. Busy, are we? I get that. Okay. So, and take two. Take three. They're small. Take four and call me when you reincarnate.
1: I think our calls are slippery tonight because they keep getting dropped.
0: But I, I was
1: picking up something else, and this might be why we're having this few moments with the caller wanting to connect with her mother. I feel like there was something about a little girl in patent leather shoes and this energy of just watching out mm-hmm. um, for, for kids and seeing things as they grow, as kids grow.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
1: Hi, this is Lee. Hi, Lee. Lee. What
0: can we do for you?
2: Okay, you can hear me now. Okay, uh-huh. um, yeah, I, it's my birthday, and I just um, I love listening to you guys tonight. And I wondered if I could get a reading, maybe.
1: I would oh, be most right. happy to. Happy birthday! Yeah. Thank you Welcome so much to the world. We're glad you're here, and we're glad <laughs> Thank you're still here. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the first card we get is stress, and this is something uh, uh, you're moving out of it. Stress is, as we say on the show, so many times, fear of being disapproved of, and ultimately, it's us disapproving of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this guy. The thing he's afraid of is that bu- balloon popping or that bubble popping and him landing on the ground, whereas if he just stepped on the ground, it wouldn't be a big deal. And I feel like you've gotten clued in on that. That's your wisdom. And as a result, this is the second time this card has come out, this l- lion thought he was a sheep or that he was supposed to be a sheep. And then he realized, man, I've been judging myself at this loud roar I have and this yellow orange fur and not this white fluffy stuff
0: and, that's so and what if
1: us. I'm okay the way I am and this is the year that this really sinks in where I am okay the way I am and I can go be around the people and the things that mirror this new thing for me and that you are the source I don't know if there's a you've been thinking of changing jobs or something or some kind of a creative thing changing This comes to tell you, remember, the money or the resources, the nurturing, the funding in your life is something that comes through you, even if it looks like it's coming in the form of a paycheck. And know that you take that gift with you no matter where you go.
0: And one final thought. If today is indeed your birthday, then this is your Mayan progressed signature. Not your birth sign, but your progression. Not your birth sign, but unless you happen to be 52 years old, in which case this is the perfect... um, but this is, we presume, your progressed Mayan information. May I mention and a call real in quick, you, you have more. a
1: self-empowerment protocols mm-hmm. workshop this weekend, Oh, um, I believe. And I am doing EFT for decluttering on Sunday. Wow. And uh, we're doing Sakeem. I don't know. Look at the website. We but got one more call? Seven.
0: No more calls. And uh, we're about to be at Ruby Tuesday, so if you're out and about, please come and join us. And um, what else have we been up to you can get us on
1: podcasting and please pass you the link around.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. If you
1: tell two people and they tell two people and they tell two people. You and remember that? One that
0: guy tells 250 people.
1: Shampoo commercial.
0: You know that, yeah. yeah. That would
1: go much quicker.
0: Yeah. Just That's have what Facebook 20 was supposed guys to have been. tell
1: 250 people who tell two people.
0: Yeah. Actually, I had a dream where I dreamt that I was this person. A dream that you dreamt? A dream where I dreamt that I was this person named Katera. Sumaro, and so I looked it up <laughs> on the, uh, and I found that Quitera is another social website where you, you put all of this stuff in, and because of the dream, I contemplate the idea of joining that particular uh, community of whatever it is, but then again, you know, Facebook was, uh, but still, uh, the name Quitero, and it was spelled the same way exactly. And I just, I really feel that was a door open, so oh, I will investigate Oh, absolutely this.
1: trust your dreams. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I've had yeah. dreams about words and names that I went and looked at, and it happened mm-hmm. to be a very significant step in my life. Yeah. Well, it was our joy and honor to take you to the door tonight. We hope you join and us every week, Thursday, 830 yeah. And Eastern. call in,
0: because we would love to hear from you and hear your questions. And any question that you ask... And the Thousands of people over the planet Earth. And the call-in number
1: is 571-749-1166 for a future reference mm-hmm. if you listen to this on audio.
0: Yeah, oh, that's a very good point. And uh, do call in because there are people all over the world that would benefit from your questions. Indeed. Uh, we do appreciate all We that. love you. the the roll.